welcome, 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 welcome back to the Bros Balls Bangers podcast. I am your host, Caleb Wilcox. Tonight, I have with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Cody Davis. <laughs> I love it, baby. How we doing, man? Good. How good. are you, sir? Dude, so, so good. So glad to be back. I feel like it's been 100 years since yeah. last week. Um, it has. It's been a lot, a lot going on. Dude, so much going on. Rocked out a 3v3 tournament. We did. We did do that. Um, what else did we do? Uh, what did we do Friday? Did we, we didn't Friday? hang out Friday. We did not? No, no. I hung out with Mace because she left for the conference. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we hung out and did our thing. Um, so we actually, so tonight it is uh, March 28th. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, episode will release <clears throat> tomorrow morning. Uh afternoon-ish we'll see depending on how much i get done this evening if i have to work in the morning on it at all but recorded episode two last night with adam korluski which it was an amazing episode um definitely we'll have to take bits out of it uh it was a lot of fun had great content great memories it was a good it was a good show the energy was high yeah for sure adam did great too yeah shout out adam uh it was good, but yes. there was some audio technical difficulties that we had. Um, we did a listen back on it. We do that before we release every episode, obviously to make sure that it sounds good for you guys, the audience, and it just wasn't up to the standards that we want to set for this podcast. So we scrapped it, asked Adam if he could do another with us, mm -hmm. and had some scheduling conflicts that he wasn't able to be here tonight. And obviously we want to keep releasing them every um, week. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about day in a few minutes, but uh, want to start releasing them weekly and, and keep that flow going. Couldn't make it tonight. So we were like, cool, we'll just do another duo podcast. And then episode three, We'll have a guest, which we will announce towards the end of this segment. Yes, we will. Yep. But kind of wanted to, just one more time, we had gotten some good feedback from you, the audience, on different things that you thought that we could improve on or touch up on and, and things like that. So the bros segment is going to be really, when we have guests especially, is going to be more about getting to know them as a guest. And whoever brings that guest on will be kind of sharing memories with them and things like that and then obviously if the other person has hung out with them before they can share on any memories they have but like for instance this next guest is someone that uh, cody is more familiar with than i am so uh we'll get to know the guests and kind of pick their brain um about their childhood and uh, what they do for work and just different things like that their favorite color <laughs> their favorite color uh, their favorite <laughs> food uh their pet's name. It sounds like we're trying to like rob their bank account. Get the security <laughs> questions from it. We need to like look at our bank account and see what the security questions are. Just like ask it and see if anyone ever like catches on. They're like, wait a second, are you? Like, this is weird. Wait, what username do you usually? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if we don't ever have a guest on like tonight or uh, the, we'll, we're gonna do a guest every other episode is what Cody and I have kind of discussed in the short to intermediate term we'll definitely do a guest every other that way we kind of don't necessarily run out of guests yeah and we kind of space it out uh give the podcast time to evolve and 
get more feedback and have you guys learn more about us also. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we could have done the first two episodes about us and then got just immediately got it out of the way. But one of the things that we talked about at the beginning of wanting to do this podcast was have you, the audience kind of learn about us organically as you listen to the podcast. Um, and I think that helps with the structure. It does. Definitely does. And it's going to allow our guests to kind of have a good idea of when they're going to come on to, because we're going to kind of schedule these out. Yeah. So it's just going to look, look and sound way better coming up too, because we have some surprises coming in here pretty soon. They should yeah. be in next week, which should help with the kind of technical difficulties that we had with Adam. But uh, it's exciting. I'm excited Absolutely. to actually lay out some structure for the for the listeners and um, excited for them to come on as well. So yeah, we actually uh, being the um, I'm not necessarily Type A. Would you consider yourself Type A? I don't know. Tell Are me, you super organized and super like planny type of person. Like for your festivals, would you be the in certain areas? Yes, yes, yes. For that stuff, yes. Okay, for sure. So. We have scheduled the next four guests. We're obviously not going to tell you the all four guests no, immediately. No, but no. the next guest we'll tell you um, here in, in just a minute because uh, we'll close out the bros segment. But wanted to talk a little more about structure. Um, balls will be not the seven to eight subjects that we talked about the first episode. Uh, some of the good feedback that we got was have like two to three topics on each segment. And that way we can kind of talk more about each topic and get more of a deeper dive on it rather than just briefly touch on a bunch of different subjects. And I think that's something that you wanted to do as well. Oh, yes. Um, I think given our a little bit more detailed thoughts and uh, how we really feel about some things can uh, and have our listeners kind of give their thoughts maybe afterwards to us um, yeah. will we'll be really good. So, And at the end of the day, I think that's part of... Uh, the podcast as well is um, hopefully people want to hear our thoughts and yeah. hear the banter. And we got great feedback about the banter. We'll try to keep it up, uh, but best as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last thing that I wrote down on, on my notebook uh, one day, maybe I'll let someone read this notebook. It has all of our notes from the first few episodes and planning <laughs> and stuff like that. Be great. Notebook. Was, was thanks for the feedback. I mean, anyone that's listened, um, Anyone that's texted us, reached out to us on social media, we appreciate it. Uh, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive and we couldn't be more thankful of. And the goal is just to continue to have fun with it and hopefully keep putting out a good product for you guys, the listeners, to listen to. Keep learning. Keep oh, yeah. learning about one another, too. I think it's uh, it's exciting for Caleb and I just to do this so having yeah. that feedback also and then it'd be positive feedback is just huge for us so keep it coming guys yeah and don't hold back on us either i know uh i'm pretty tough cody isn't so much but uh it'll be it'll be all right he'll he'll get over it um i that's funny i'm excited for you to announce what amazing guest we are going to have on episode three. Oh, boy. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little preview and reveal who our episode three guest is going to be. Ooh, all right. Thank you, sir. Um, so one of my really good friends, one of my best friends, really, um, him and I go way back for a minute. Um, he is the guy that does these 4173B3 tournaments with us. 
Uh, he is the kind and gracious person that allows us to use his gym to, to do <laughs> yes, these sir. 3v3 tournaments. And uh, his name is Christopher Berry. Um, shout out, Chris. Uh, we can't can't wait for him to come on. Um, it's going to be a blast. I know he's going to bring the fire, bring the heat. His sports takes are always good. He's a big Chiefs fan, so we'll have to we'll have to chill on that. You know, unfortunately, since... we'll have to listen to these Chief takes. Oh yeah, it's gonna hurt me, but you know we're gonna make it through. We're gonna oh, be you fine. Think it'll hurt you. It'll hurt me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Broncos fan. You he has so much over me. You didn't lose by three in the Super Bowl. Oh, but you also haven't lost like 14, 15 straight to the Chiefs. That's well. also true. So I, feel I for you. yeah, I feel for you that you lost one game to the Chiefs. We <laughs> lose. Two games a season to the Chiefs. Yeah. And then have to, like, hear about it all the time. So. Yeah. Spank me the booty. I'm doing a little sad, like, teary eyes for Cody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Screw hey. Chiefs. <laughs> I I feel you, man. I hate the Chiefs like I hate the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. It's it's about there. It's a fiery passion. The rivalry is almost there. I yeah. Uh, I did want to give one more shout-out to Adam uh, for coming over last night. Uh, Baron with us through the hiccups we did have and um, just really helping us explore this and figure out what we want to do and the different uh, way we want to do it. He also helped with how the structure is going to be by going through it and kind of doing that dummy run. So we seriously were going to put it out. If the audio would have been decent, yeah, good, uh, we would have put it out. Yeah, but. 100%. We just, it was a little, just a little staticky at points and, from from the first episode to that episode, we just we knew that it wasn't. We needed to redo it. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, but, Adam was great though. He sounded great. His takes were so funny. We were cracking up a few times. Yeah, that no, was awesome. It was awesome. I can't wait to have him back on. Uh, but vibes are high. Vibes are good here. We're excited to do this episode two with you guys and uh, really dive into an awesome, awesome sports take that we have. Woo! Uh, I even think the bangers take and topic that we're going to talk about is awesome and so much fun to talk about as well so if if you're ready i'm ready they're ready let's do it let's get straight into the balls Ooh, <laughs> let's get it baby um wanted to start with nfl quick little nfl update there's been some things kind of moving and, and grooving in the nfl was first and foremost lamar uh, we won't get into too much Lamar talk because we want to save that for when we do eventually have Adam on. It is in the coming episode, so be ready for that. Anyone that's excited or wants to listen to Adam, it is coming. That episode will will be here before you know it. Um, mm-hmm. But he has officially requested a trade from them, from them being the Ravens. Yes, he requested the trade um, March 2nd. So it was four days actually before they placed the transition tag on him. Mm-hmm. So they knew it. They they knew damn well he wanted a trade. Um, and I think it's about time Baltimore coughs it up. We either move on or pay the man. Pay him what he's worth. Uh, he's an MVP. What, unanimous. Unanimous MVP. It's time. Pay yeah. the guy. I, just, I was scrolling through Twitter right before the episode, and I saw a, a guy tweet... Um, Josh Allen and Lamar's contract situations from because they got drafted in the same year. Okay. Um, they're eligible for the same contract, and Josh got paid two years ago, and he's made like 40 more mil. <clears throat> wow. How crazy is that? And doesn't have the same accomplishments as Lamar. More playoff wins. Yeah, more playoff wins, sure. 
But I think that's only by one, though. Maybe. Yeah. That's an, um, inter- that's an interesting take. I, I hadn't seen that or heard that, but that's very interesting. That just shows you what type of team Baltimore is and how Buffalo is committed to their guy and obviously seeing good results. Yes, they've you know had some unfortunate losses with Kansas City two years ago. Um, yeah, and also had just some unfortunate things happen with injuries. Yeah. I mean, Defense. most teams can say that, but he, they definitely had a couple of injuries that you're like, Man, that doesn't happen, and it's a different, possibly a different outcome. Oh, yes. Vaughn so. being one of them, that was huge. That's their star guy on defense. When yeah. he goes down, that's that's your closer. He's he's going to get you those sacks at the end of games that you need. Um, yeah, a lot. Very, yeah, crazy. Um, 29 days to the draft. NFL draft, baby. It's coming up. It's flying around. That's also big for Dynasty. Yes, sir. Um, we'll be watching closely um, for Dynasty implications, uh, our team implications. Luckily for me, I can sit back, relax, and hang out. I ain't got no picks, no first round. <laughs> I'm going to act like that's a good thing. Like It's like, ah, we got no stress on day one, so we can just hang out. But it's... <laughs> what if they trade in? I, the only way that I see that happening is if we decide, which all reports, all... Talks from Sean and George are that the, the receivers are staying. No, Cortland yeah, and Judy staying aren't put. going. Staying put. Which that is would good. have been the only thing that I thought could generate a first round pick for something is a receiver combo or some sort of package deal that involves some receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing Sean say like, "Nah, we ain't doing that nonsense," I think I don't think we do much of it to be honest. Okay. So no no first day surprisers then. No, no first the, not for the Broncos. Okay. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, you know, uh my guys, my guys in Midnight Green, um will have two first round picks on Thursday night in the first round. One at number 10 and one at number 31. So, uh I'm excited. I think I'm going to be there more than likely. Um Yeah, you've talked to me about that. Mhm. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm sure KC is going to be crazy up there. So it'll be awesome. What else we got for NFL? Anything else? Any big Any big moves? I mean, free agency stuff that's already kind of happened has already been talked about on the first one. So I don't think so. If there's anything that um, you, the audience, think that we missed or if there's anything big, uh, definitely let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, let us know on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, anything like that, and say, hey, you big dumb idiots, you forgot to talk about this person or whatever. So in the NBA, Warriors are playing right now. Uh, it was decently close for the first little bit. It's obviously still in the first quarter, but we're now down by eight, uh, playing against the Pelicans, coming off a tough, tough loss um, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, just really just still hovering around that 6-7. Just keeping it. It's not keeping fun, it interesting. It? It's, it's not fun, dude. It's just stressful. Five <laughs> games left, and it's like, why is this? This is the part of the season that shouldn't be stressful. I should just be relaxing. Like, ah, I wonder who will play. Are we gonna play like, oh, the Clippers or the Suns? Like, who's our first real matchup? Now I'm like, do we have to play in the play-in? Because that would suck. It's going to suck. Because yeah. more than likely, it's looking that way. Because then it just shows, like last night, a team like Minnesota can beat us at home. In we got game. beat at home. In a game. One game. One Anything game. can happen. It's scary, man. No plan. I want to be scary. sick. It's scary. It's scary, and there's... How many games are left? Eight? We have eight left? I have, we have five. Oh, shit. We have eight left. Well, this we're playing six. 
This we have six, including tonight. Damn. Damn. It's so. it's getting thin and standings are getting crazy, bud. Yeah. Uh quick little update before we go to the standings. Uh Warriors announced tonight they are still incredibly hopeful that Andrew Wiggins is gonna return. That's the huge season ends. Huge. So obviously he's getting better. Whatever's been going on is getting a little bit better to where he can consider coming back to work. So Family stuff, right? Yeah, that's what that's they keep saying. Say. Personal matter, family matter. So we'll see. There'll be a lot be, of questions. That's um, be the wigs. Obviously, let him answer them at his own pace, and whatever he wants to talk about, he can talk about. But um, prayers up to him and his family and everything that he's going through. I, I do. I think every episode, I'm probably going to end up having to shout her out because you'll just end up <laughs> hearing her. Shout out the honey buns in the background. Uh, with the little ding-a-ling that you probably hear. Uh, her mom, a.k.a. Mace, is out of town. She's in Vegas at a conference this week. So Honey is kind of wandering, looking all sad, because normally during the podcast recording, she just goes and lays in bed with Mace, and they cuddle up, so she's a little confused about what to do right now. She's just hanging out. She's vibing with the boys. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a vibe here in this apartment. We are vibing. Big vibe. Uh, we got the Warriors game up on a monitor here. We got the recording up on a, another monitor, so we can kind of monitor the uh, the sound. Hopefully, it doesn't like pitch up too high, pitch too low. Got an iPad setting up here for me to look at standings and different stuff that I want to. Cody's got his laptop up, so vibes are high, vibes are rolling. Um, we're just big chilling here, looking at the standings. Mm. Uh, before we talk about the Lakers, uh, Warriors are in the seventh spot. Tied with Minnesota at 12.5 back of first. Um, only a game back of fifth and a game and a half back of fourth. So it is still completely wide open. Mm-hmm. Then you go all the way down to the 10th seed, which is the Thunder, and even to the 11th seed, which is surprisingly the Mavericks, and they are only two games back of the six. So it is completely wide open. And then you have the Lakers sitting there at the nine, a game and a half back of sixth spot what are the lakers doing right now (laughs) just got lebron back freaking breaking my heart that's what they're doing just Um, got just got lebron they got they got lebron back yes uh he had a coming off the bench game which is i believe the second time in his career he's done that okay didn't go very well uh to say the least they played chicago which Chicago has some boys. Um, I feel like DeMar DeRozan always plays against... He just goes off against L.A. every time he plays just because he loves L.A. Yeah, it's like so, Kyrie against the Golden State Warriors. He yeah. just cooks us. It's just, you know, dude gets hot and he's going to kill you. So well, you also have... A, uh, there's certain teams that I think athletes like really love to play against. That's, and they show up for. Oh, yeah. True. And DeRozan might like... He might just be like, I show up when I play the Lakers. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he's an L.A. boy, so he... Come back home. Coming home, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill." Probably you. shows his friends like, "This is what they're. What's, this is what you're missing. Yeah. If you're gonna be watching me every night." <laughs> yes, yes. We almost signed him too, which is interesting. Before he went to Chicago, that would have um, been nuts. It would have been nuts. Uh, but yeah, so we lost to or sorry, Chicago. Chicago. Um, Hugh at, but we did have a three game winning streak right before that, so that was massive for us. Uh, th- there's just so much going on right now. So many. Just it's seven games left. Seven games, okay. Yeah, so, you've got the including room. tomorrow night against yeah. Chicago again. Yep. Okay, so but so, it is not easy for you. No, because it's Timberwolves after that Chicago game. 
Yes. Then the Rockets, which are still no. I mean, they beat the Celtics. We should they beat win. The Bucks. We should win. But should. Jazz. Clippers. Suns. Jazz. All teams fighting for playoffs besides the Rockets. The two, the Jazz, the two Jazz games, we just match up very well with them if we're all healthy. So in my eyes, that should be two wins. Okay. Okay. Houston, that should be a win. Uh, okay. Chicago, I think we're really going to bounce back. We're going to get a dub at their place tomorrow night. So that's the that's four out of the seven. If somehow we take one from the Suns and one from the T Wolves, so you think there's a chance there's you could go five and two? I think we could go six and one even. Okay. Six and one, you know, KD maybe not being that full health, we get to play them. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Okay. So it's wide open, man. Just like you said. So wide open, it's unreal. I think the West playoff is just going to be even crazier than the regular season's been. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. Hope we get in. God forbid. Oh my gosh, dude, don't even talk like that. I love that Dallas is falling apart, though. I know. They they falling apart is huge for us. It's huge for both of us. Having not having Luke in the playoffs would be nice. Or Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie, both of those players out. So if they don't make the playoffs, Kyrie is going somewhere else next year. He will not be back in Dallas. You want him in L.A.? No. (laughs) I do not. I want D'Lo in L.A. And I want to run this team back no matter what happens. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, So obviously the title of the podcast kind of has what the main topic of the balls segment (laughs) is going to be. Uh, there is a subtopic uh, within this that we'll kind of get to at the end of it. Uh, but I was scrolling through Twitter about a week ago and saw a picture, a comparison picture, or whatever you want to call it, of Steph and LeBron over the last 10 years. And the question that was posed was, who has been the MVP of the last decade? Steph Curry. Or LeBron James. It's a crazy, crazy debate because we all know that Steph has four championships in those last ten years. In the last ten years, so yeah. obviously we'll just start off with that. Yeah, um, I'd say that's probably the highest tier that you could talk about in a debate like this. Four championships in ten years is very, very tough to do. Uh, but I'm four title appearances in six years or something like that too. Yes. And yes. so, pretty much, you show up and you win. <laughs> pretty much, uh, it's like five of the last eight, they've showed up and. I know one of those was against the guy, the other guy we're going to talk about. Um, no, probably the probably the best comeback ever um, no, in finals history. Uh, putting up godly numbers in those finals. Let's add to that. Uh, just one of the best ever. I won't say the best, but people could see my face right now. I'm doing the uh, rolling my eyes. <laughs> Because you know it. You I just it. hear I just hear it and uh so part of this debate anytime I've ever heard like a Skip Bayless, for instance, talk about it, is he always talks about he's like, Steph Curry came up so tiny in the playoffs against LeBron and he couldn't wheel he just needed one win and he couldn't do it and that for he that's why like Skip wouldn't put him on his Mount Rushmore and stuff like that because mm. of one playoff series. Mm. I, for instance, look at a body of work, and this kind of we'll talk about in the later segment or part of the balls, is 
Steph's been on the Warriors this entire 10 years. He made the Warriors. Can we say the same about LeBron? He's made wherever he's been. But, okay. Hmm. Then we get into the super team debate, which preview but, we're going to have. Yes. But, I don't like the... Uh, but then I guess same could be said for Steph, so I don't know about that argument. There's there's both sides to this. Uh, but I don't know the team hopping is what I, I... I like feeling like he's established a culture that's going to stay for a long time. Like, what Steph has put in place in Golden State right now, I don't think is changing when he retires. Okay. The I, culture I that he has put in, I think, stays. Yeah. Of this, like, joyous fun kind of loose because at the end of the day if you watch Golden State and you actually pay attention to them they are a beautiful song and dance but it can get a little loose at times and I think that's what makes the organization is Mm -hmm. on the west coast it's fun it's San Francisco it's the Richie Rich whatever it's flashy and Steph's been a part of establishing that culture and that's why I would give him, my obviously MVP nod is who I'm going to take, is Steph. Because of that's a big part of it for me. And we're talking, we're, we are talking the last decade. Yeah, so not overall. Ten. I wouldn't put Steph over LeBron. But like okay, so let's, so let's get that straight. No, LeBron, LeBron is, for me, obviously, what could be fun, we could talk about this one day, but for me it's obviously it's Jordan LeBron. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. For me, it will always be Cobes. Forever, forever. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people have him at one. I mean, yeah. Teach um, their own. Yep. Uh, and I would probably put LeBron second and then MJ third. Oh, wow. And You're going to get some controversial people that are going to hit you that's up fine. after this one. That's fine. That's totally fine. They Most people that know me know me know, know me that I would say Kobe's the greatest yeah. by far. But then LeBron over MJ is obviously like that's a huge debate. debate right now. Yes, very, very much so. Especially if he goes and gets a fifth title, which I think he will before he retires. Steph will get a fifth title before LeBron. You think? Yeah. Ooh. Steph's gonna get a fifth title this year. What if what if neither of them gets a fifth title? What how do you think that goes down as? I honestly think you could probably make, massive. Probably make the argument and I would probably float back to MJ over LeBron, even though Braun has all the records. Yeah. I would probably I don't know that it would tarnish Steph much. Just because of the the window of, of how quickly and, and what he did in the short span of the four championships. And I don't know that Steph is as great as the championships have been. And he's going to be remembered for that greatness. But it's also for what he's done for the game. Like, oh, and how he's revolutionized it. Yes. Agreed. So I, he'll be remembered by greatness. But he'll also be remembered by what he did by changing the game. I mean, there's not... You have to shoot the ball. You have to shoot the three to be in the league now. And you really don't like... The good thing with him is, as far as age goes, it's not like he's going to lose his ability to shoot. No. So. And you look, you watch him play, and it's like... It doesn't look like he's fallen off at all. He's moving around, coming off screens like nobody else does in the league. If you watch Steph Curry, that's all he does. He runs around, he gets screens. And he I think I read it. somewhere it's like five miles a game. Yeah, it's insane. He's so dang good pisses me off and that's just constant (laughs) running like and the cool the good thing about steph and and we'll talk about uh lebron a little bit and they both have this in in similar ways um 
is the way they keep their body and, and maintain their bodies and how much they invest into that. And obviously with modern technology like it is, who knows how long they can play. LeBron's still averaging like 30. <laughs> and he's what, like 38 years old? He's 38 years old. And dude's averaging 30. I can't believe it. It's it's crazy watching him play. And him coming back off this ankle injury. He almost won a scoring title last year. Dude, did you hear about this ankle injury? Yeah, and then he went to the LeBron James of foot doctors and like Nobody no should one, come back from that. But he did. It's, it's just come freakish. on, with man. It's Well when you It's a sign, baby. That's all I know. And we'll do a little like so Russell Wilson, for instance. He came out a few years back and said like I do like one point two five million dollars a year and just like upkeep to my body. Yeah, where's that going though? Well, I get it, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah, no one's LeBron, on LeBron's level. No, LeBron probably spends three million dollars a year on upkeep to his body. Yeah, and like physical trainers and cardio trainers and the Le- technology, like the recovery software that he uses, and like, let's just say he's the greatest athlete to ever walk the planet because he don't is. No, what other argument other than like a a soccer player. I mean, like a Ronaldo or a Messi. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some guy. I mean, there's Dion. There's you know, there's uh, there's, there's Bo. Listen, I would like a Pat. As far as athletes, athletes though, LeBron can go play football, basketball, and baseball. You know what? I'll write those down. Let's table this, and we'll keep going with the Steph LeBron. But we'll do top athletes. And we'll talk about like athletic ability one on on one pod coming up. Okay, maybe that'd be fun to have get Chris Chris's opinion on. That would be fun because he'd probably say Pat. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I'll say Russell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Chris. But um, out of this, these two, uh, I I went Steph. I kind of gave my reasonings for Steph. Um, he's four time champion, uh, eight time All NBA. Two-time MVP, only unanimous MVP. He's a Finals MVP. I mean, list goes on and on. Uh, Steph is my MVP for the last decade uh, for a number of reasons, but I gave a bunch of those. Uh, what what would you be? What would be your pick, sir? I feel like you're gonna go Steph Curry, right? <laughs> you know, you're a funny guy, and I can never agree with you on our pods. So we have to. Uh... We have to go the contrary here. Okay. Um, so the last ten years, so we're we're talking 2013, 2014 season to which is LeBron's last Miami season, uh, to 2022, 2023. So we're talking the Cleveland years, and then which he got one championship there against the Warriors against Steph, and then he also has one championship for the Lakers. Uh, in 2020. Steph got some championships against LeBron. So we're talking two championships to four in the 10 years, uh-huh. which is fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's totally fine. You're going to win that every time, like I said. Yep. But the talking of MVP to the entire league, mm-hmm. I just you just can't go wrong with this dude. Uh, if he's hurt... If he's not playing, I mean, if for the past you know year he's missed the playoffs for the Lakers, you can just tell the game's not as good when he's not around. When he's not in the primetime games, you can just feel it. And Steph does fill that void. I will give him that for sure. 
but it's just different. It's just like when the Lakers aren't good and the Celtics aren't good, it's just weird. They have to be – they're just primetime teams that they need to be somewhat in the mix. So that's why I would say he's been so important. Uh, even going back to the Cavs teams, Kyrie – you can't say enough about how Kyrie played in those in those finals against the Warriors. With the the character that we know of Kyrie right now, LeBron – did a good job in keeping that in check. We obviously don't know if it was as big as it is now and, and the person that Kyrie is and the antics, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's almost if, – if Kyrie was that way with the Cavs and LeBron somehow kept that shit together. It. Yes, <laughs> which he did. I mean, congrats to him. Kudos to him because um, that's impressive. There was – and you know there was so much going on with – because uh, who was the coach? Ty Lue was their coach. Ty Lue. And you know he's a mouthy little shit. So he's just... For sure. Keeping that fire in Kyrie just, just sitting there, you know, all series long. And just the combo of Steph and Kyrie going at it, and then obviously you're adding LeBron in the mix, and K-Love and Clay and Draymond. Just so many huge names. Uh, without LeBron, it, it just wouldn't have win it all in my opinion um and Caleb was the best team player on that team I mean if you're if you if you're saying team player sure but Kyrie's putting up crazy numbers bro Caleb in those was, finals Kyrie was doing just as well as LeBron was well I've said um I don't know if it was actually live on this podcast Kyrie is the Golden State stopper like put Kyrie on the team against Golden State and you're gonna be Golden State <laughs> That's how you beat Golden State. He's so it's, clutch, man. Dude, and it's just like him and Steph Curry. And that's like Steph Curry's best games are against Kyrie, but Steph, Kyrie just out edges him. Like Steph could even outscore him by 10, but Kyrie's going to make that last, the last shot. three-pointer that's going to leave us with like 1.4 left, and we lose. And you're like, fuck oh, this guy. Yeah. Ow. It's it's tough for me, and that's why i got to pick LeBron. Because they wouldn't be there without him. Listen, I think there is... If someone wanted to try to argue with one of us that it's not one and two of those... like that's, For the that, past decade? That it's KD. Like if someone would be like, oh, it's Kevin Durant or it's Chris Paul. Or, cool. You're wrong. It's either <laughs> Steph or LeBron. Respectfully, you're wrong. Those have been the best players of the last decade. Those two. Those have been the bases of the NBA. Yes. Still, in my opinion... Even with the rise of Giannis, even with the rise of Jokic and Tatum and all these boys coming up, I still think Steph and LeBron will be the face of the NBA at least until 2030. Something else I want to point out, LeBron went to five finals in the last 10 10 years as well. All with Cleveland and then one with LA because he didn't go the finals in the last year in Miami. Okay. So they so Steph's been to one more final. And yeah. won two more ships. Did how did Steph have all MVPs in the in the four? He got all four MVP. Finals MVPs? Yeah. No. He's only won the one the last time. Kevin Steve. Durant got the two when KD was there and then Iguodala which, in my opinion, was bullshit. 
Obviously, they gave it to Iguodala because he locked up LeBron, who still averaged like a triple-double. He still put up insane numbers. But thirty. they gave it to Iggy and first chip. I remember that. Which, it was, honestly, it was Iggy. He played great. Played out of his mind, let's be honest. Uh, but still, man, there's just so many. Like, he he has four championships, four finals MVPs. Ten straight finals. No one's ever going to do that. No one's ever going to do that again. No way. Well, we went to one, two, three, four, five. We went to five straight finals. Okay. And one. Try ten. No, I get it. (laughs) Listen, but that wasn't in this decade. I get it. Sure. I get it. That's what we're talking about in this debate. I get it. I get it. But ten straight. No one will ever do that again, dog. No one. It's almost more. competition that's in the league now. I think that's more impressive to me than him breaking the all-time scoring list. Is him going to 10 straight finals. That's um, insane. The, the, the scoring list is iconic because of all the names on it. Yes. And the longevity. Like, to think about it, for instance, like, Steph. I'll pull this up while uh, we're talking. But, like, he's not even in the top 10 in points, which is nuts to me. Right. That's crazy. Um, like, how is that? He, with the threes that he shoots? So that, if that just puts it into perspective, um, yeah, that's impressive what LeBron did. It's crazy, man. I uh, Early on in his career, I, I will definitely, you know, put my truth on. I wasn't a huge fan of his just because I was such a diehard Kobe guy and everyone and their mother said that LeBron's going to be better and blah, blah, blah. But... You just you found so much respect for him watching him play and watching him get to all those finals and some of those teams that he played on just having no help whatsoever and doing what he did at such a young age too is we're not we're not gonna see anybody else like that dude man. Stephanie is fortieth uh, on the all time touring list. Holy cow! And he and he's what thirty he's thirty four. How old is he? Thirty four. Five? Okay. I didn't know if he was 34 or 35. Uh, that's so crazy. People that are ahead of him, this is surprising. Uh, Mello, KD, Paul Pierce. Gross. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Barkley, Wade, DeRozan. If Mark can score, man, I'm telling you. Let me see what the DeRozan's that high. Holy shit. DeRozan is 39th. Wow. Steph could pass DeRozan. Uh-huh. I don't know when this was last updated. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Let's see when this was last updated. It says. It does not say, but at this time he was 30 off of DeRozan. So very, very close. And He's got 21-5. He's not coming anywhere close to He's not. 17,000 points away from LeBron. Yeah. Nick Wright sent out a tweet like a while back that was like, someone has to play 75 games over their 20-year-plus 20, 20 career to even have a remote shot. And they got to average like 29 a game to have a remote shot of passing LeBron. Like, how crazy is that? Wow. 
And he's still going. Let's add that. He's still going. Averaging That's 30. That's true. Yes. Um. So one thing that we kind of touched on when we were talking about uh, LeBron and stuff was the idea of super teams. And some would say that LeBron possibly started the super team movement with the formation of him, Kevin Dur- or him, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Would you say that was the first super team created? For the title, sure. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, but I will say the same type of thoughts and moves, maneuvers for trades and all that kind of stuff, things were being done before LeBron did it. I will say that. So the super team title was started by LeBron and D-Wade and Bosh, yes. But things were going on before that. So don't give Braun all the credit for that. And so what do you what do you feel like? What, how do you feel about super teams? Because I know your boy was part of one. <laughs> got, him, got him a championship, though. Two back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back titles. Man, you know, I sound like a hypocrite because I want to say I hate him because, like, currently right now, I hate the formation, the the form of Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. I hate it right now. I feel like that's super team. So, I would have to say that I don't think they're good for the NBA. I think they... Whether or not you think they're right, wrong, or indifferent, I think they do too much harm to someone's legacy. It's too easy for someone to be like, well, those championships don't count because he had such and such on his team. Yeah. Which sucks. Because at the end of the day, whether or not you had such and such on your team, you still earned it. You still played the season. You still averaged great numbers. Like You look at the, the years that... Steph played with Kevin Durant. It's not like he was some bum averaging 19 and Kevin Durant was averaging like 35. Like, they both averaged upper 20s. Yeah, I agree. Kevin Durant didn't win an MVP that season. So, I don't know. I They did break the all-time win record in a season. But that wasn't with KD. Oh, that was that, that was, was the before. year before. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, so it, is that does that tarnish there? And not, it wouldn't tarnish. Obviously, you got two ships. So, I but how do you, how do you feel about like the championships he won in Miami, LeBron? I mean, I think it's the same same thing. Honestly, why wouldn't you agree? I mean, I agree. They got two championships back to back. I don't. If someone argued to me about LeBron's legacy or anything like that, I don't know that I could be like. I, I don't think I would discredit the Miami championships just like i hope someone wouldn't discredit steph's championships uh when talking about the kevin durant eras and they also i think they're we could easily say you know golden state was a kd injury away from maybe having a three and honestly lebron was a dirk Nowitzki crazy ass playoff run away for doing the same thing very much so so i think it's very similar both of them uh the super teams, though, in my opinion, shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing. It, it doesn't need to be a thing. Team chemistry is what's most important. So if you can have three superstars on one team and have team chemistry, be my guest. How do you 
and obviously this is just off the cuff. What, how do you prevent super teams from forming? How do you not allow players to do it? Because now we've reached a time in the NBA where, for better or not, the NBA is controlled by the players. Adam Silver can say he's got such and such power, and he does. At the end of the day, the players are the product, and the players are especially people like a LeBron, a Steph, people with bigger names, have so much I mean, Kevin Durant forced his way out of Brooklyn. So did Kyrie. Pretty they much. both were like, no, this ain't happening no more. We're yeah. out. They and did. they were like, we'll figure it out. You're right. We'll send you, yeah. send you off Arden, you're pretty little way. Yeah. And ended up in great situations. Somehow. I mean, at the, you thought the Dallas situation was great. And we Still both had our concerns. Be. Yeah. If you listen back to any of the unreleased stuff, we talk about our concerns with Dallas and the the defensive issues that we definitely saw that they had and have shown that they do have. And staying healthy, too. That's another thing. Yeah, they Kyrie both haven't and, played in, yeah. they both haven't played at the same time very much. Not but, very many games. Uh, like Back to that, uh, how do you prevent super teams from forming when pe- players have so much power in a league? I think nowadays it's it's harder for it to happen you got to have situations like the Brooklyn situation where things just went to shit and it's a yeah. dumpster fire and the guys just want out. And there's nothing else you can do other than get a huge trade package back, which they did for both. And they they got, got massive trade assets for sure uh, for the next four or five years. Too, and if they draft, draft well, they're looking at being a competitive team in five years and being competitive for a long for a period long of time, time if these young core group of people stay together stay together mesh you get the right coach i mean there's a lot of pieces that got to go together to make that happen but could be building us a good situation over in brooklyn it very well could be whereas you look at phoenix who don't have a ton of options after kd and they push their chips in they're all in all in or die for kd they're yeah. bringing the championship to Phoenix, or he's not. They're getting Chris Paul a championship, Devin Book, DeAndre. All those boys are begging for a championship, and they're depending on KD to do it. So, yes, I would consider them a super team. Okay. But there's just so – Chris Chris ain't the guy he used to be. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, Aiton at times can play very, very well, and Book's a killer. So him and KD, just a duo for one is crazy good. They could take out anybody. Uh, they could take out Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, anybody. They could take out any of us uh, on like seven game series, especially. They could get hot and kill us. I mean, that's for sure. It could happen. Um, we've unfortunately okay. had to play them the last two years. We've been in the playoffs, so it's it's been tough series with them. They're tough, man. Yeah, we've luckily been able to avoid them. I mean, last year, say what it is about our playoff matchups, but I mean, we had to grind against Memphis and Denver and. Dallas didn't put up great fights, but... Um, Better than you thought. Yeah, luckily we didn't have to face a Phoenix team or anything like that, so... Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see. we keep getting we'll some see. good luck going to that. So what would you say is the last... Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay, that's the super team. The current KD team, LeBron, D-Wade... Bosch, that's four. What other super teams were there or that you can think of? See, this is one that I've always thought was the first one, really. Um, back when 
it was a little past their primes, but still so loaded of a team. But when Carl uh, Malone and Gary Payton came over to the Lakers, and it was Kobe, Shaq, Carl, Payton. And we went to the finals and got our ass beat. But that team was all year long with smoking people. You know, with where their careers have taken them, you could almost say the Westbrook, KD, James Harden. Harden. That was drafting, though. I know. That wasn't even. That was. That's just the god graciousness of you drafting great. I know. <laughs> but okay, see, man, where would they be, bro? Where would they be? They're coming up. Shout out. OKC. Can you imagine if they would have stuck together? You just kept them. And like Russell and KD worked out their different. Because I mean, I think that's where it really lied. Was I think Harden at the time was like, I'm cool. Like, I'm vibing here. Yeah. Like he was. I think it was. I think it was Westbrook and and Durant that really met like butted heads because they both wanted the the number one claim of like, no, this is my franchise. No, this is my franchise. And so KD, which you can say what you want about KD, was like, fine, I'll leave. And just left. And then Westbrook stayed. Yeah. Um, once KD left, though, I think that was the big... You knew it wasn't going to work. It was over. After. And OKC? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors blew them out every time we played them. It, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah, because Harden left shortly after, right? I think it was a year after. Did he stay and play one year with Westbrook? Wait, no, no, no. Or did he leave the same time? I thought no, he left first, didn't he? I think Harden left first. I'll check that real quick. That would be interesting to see how like the dominoes did fall because Harden went to Houston, KD went to Golden State, and Westbrook stayed. And then Westbrook's first team that he got traded to was the Wizards, right? Westbrook? Yeah, Houston. Houston. Wow. Because he went and played with... Harden? Harden. For one more time? Yeah. Wow. And their Houston team wasn't bad. Interesting. Because Russ was putting up those crazy numbers, those triple-double triple double numbers. Remember that? That was insane. When he averaged a triple-double? Broke their triple-double record. What, uh, what other super teams other than those can you think of? Uh, the Mavs hadn't had any. No, the Suns. No. I mean the Spurs, but they drafted those guys. Dynasty. That's the dynasty of the NBA. My opinion. Whoa. No, no, no. You're right. The Chicago, Chicago. But I don't. Ooh. I don't know. You look at it. The Spurs with Tim Duncan, and Pop, and Parker, and Ginobili, and then getting Kawhi. Like, those are just some years of some boys. Some boys. It's great teams. Of just, like, not superstars, but just people that know how to play the fundamentally sound version of basketball. Timmy was crazy. Timmy didn't lose. If you look at his, like, win percentage over his career, it's nuts. It's wild. It's so high. So dominant. But I think Shaq was more dominant, in my opinion. Okay. That's interesting. Timmy was great, don't get me wrong, but, man, Shaq was different. And I've watched a lot of Timmy D games. Is there any... Did you say the Lakers ever had a super team? I you talked like about the Carl Malone one. one. Like that one. Uh, not any of the years in Powell? 
or anything like that? Not really. We tried when we tried to do the Chris Paul trade, and it got denied. Fuck you, David Stern, for that. <laughs> Kobe should have at least two more championships if Chris would have came over. Oh, my gosh. Young Chris and Kobe would have been bad news for the league, let me tell you. I remember um, on Kobe's retirement night, the Warriors played for their 73rd win. Yes. And it was streamed, and they gave Kobe ESPN. Yes, they did. And the Warriors got ESPN, too. And I flipped back and forth because in on both games, they had, like, in the top right corner, like, the score of, like, Kobe's game yep. during the Warriors and then the Warriors game during that. And I was flipping back and forth. So I watched Kobe's final game, um, but I also got to see the Warriors win the 73rd that season. Watching him, watching that motherfucker. Dude, they just kept giving him the ball. Balls. They're like, do it. You score it, score it, score it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. That was the best ever. Uh, I cried that night, too. That was so cool. So Such cool a great, to watch that. awesome, cool game Yes, to, to have and to be able to have watched. It was whether you're there live or not, it was cool to be able to be like, I got to see that. It was definitely one in a million. I watched that game. I probably watched it over 10 times. It's, it's You'll never yeah. get that back. So. That's something about being a sports fan that I don't think people realize is such like a, a pleasure or such a cool perk about being a sports fan is getting to go back and watch highlights of your favorite player your favorite team and like reliving those moments and it just gets you hyped up like going and watching like some Steph highlights or whatever and you're like oh yes I remember that man that was so much fun man Kobe was so cold bro that dude who um I kind of want to wrap up the the ball segment and get into our bangers um because we got a fun one planned but yeah uh a question for you. What's up? What would you say is your most watched highlight like for an athlete? Like would it be Kobe highlights? Would it be Laker highlights? Is it Boston highlight? What's what do you find yourself going back to YouTube and watching the most? Probably Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Pop, the most one that pops up on my Twitter feed all the time is Kobe, for sure. Okay. All day. All. So all mine, day. obviously I'm a huge Steph fan, but you'd be surprised or not surprised um, would be Rory. Ooh. I watch a ton of Rory highlights. I love that. That's cool. There's something about being a great golfer that's really impressive to me. Like, obviously, being a great basketball player is impressive, but I don't know. How fast he can hit the ball, how far, the touch that it takes to hit some, like, wedge shots. Like, it's just... Golf is crazy. Golf's a crazy... Different end. Yeah. Whole different animal. And that's why I would almost like, I didn't, uh, I didn't call it, but Tiger Woods would be one of the greatest athletes of all time. 100%. He would be in my top three. Yeah. Probably LeBron, Ali, and Tiger Woods would be my top three. I'll just go ahead and spoil it for everybody later on. That's my top three. Done. You know who's hard for me not to put in it? It's Serena. Ah, oh, she's so good. Shout out tennis. I love tennis. Yeah. For, for all the listeners, I'm a tennis boy from tennis day is one. Fun to watch. I love it, dude. From way back when watching Agassi and Sanfris and those oh, boys. Oh, Agassi, dude. Oh, yeah. Man. Those are my boys, bro. I love I think tennis. The, uh, the new um, guy 
that's really big and um, big personality. Uh, the American? No, he's uh, Nick something. Curios. Yeah. Yes, he's from Australia. Okay, he's fun. He's cool. He's got a big personality. Loves uh, getting fined. He gets he gets rowdy. Yeah, I'll say that. He's which a is, McEnroe type guy. It's fun, it, which is good for the sport. I think it adds Huge. some uh, some flavor. Some people want some it to watch it. It's yeah. like the Happy Gilmore effect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, no offense, Nick. <laughs> um, I love that topic. I loved that segment it's both things i think we're passionate about hopefully uh the listeners got some good takes and insights would love to hear your thoughts um on the last decade mvp whether you think it's steph or lebron uh, maybe you think it's someone else and if you think it's someone else give us your reasoning why because we're definitely going to argue that you're wrong uh, respectively <laughs> like cody said respectively um for the bangers we came up with a topic that hopefully you guys find enjoyable as well and that's video games. Uh, Macy is already rolling her eyes right now, I guarantee, because uh, I play enough video games as it is, and now she's got to listen to me talk about video games for the next 20 minutes. So I'm sorry, babe. If you want to skip this, Macy, I totally understand. Everyone else, you're not allowed to skip. Listen. Uh, in talking about video games, wanted to start off with the age-old debate uh, of the last generation, uh, especially now, I'd say in the last five to ten years, it's really, really became a debate of, of console versus PC. I have a PC. Um, we are recording on my PC. I play games on my PC. I am definitely a PC guy. I do have an Xbox as well and a Switch. I think everything is moving towards PC. More you can do with it, more customization. Um, the being able to have fancy, flashy lights is a big draw to people, uh, and there's better performance in general. I mean, you can spend some serious cash and get some serious uh, equipment and technology in your uh, rig, and it's really something else. Uh, you, you, you don't currently don't have a PC. I do um, not. And you have always been a console gamer. Yes, sir. Uh, I grew up on console, but definitely have switched over to PC and, and been more on the PC side probably the last 10 years. So, He's on the dark side. Yeah. And cool. Uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts? You know, me being a console guy um, and a controller guy, I've just always thought that it's just been like kind of cheating to play on a PC whenever I'm playing on a console. Uh, just because of the refresh rate and all those things. Uh, mm -hmm. I just think it makes a difference and the aiming aspect makes a difference when you're oh, for sure. when you're clicking a mouse rather than clicking a controller. Oh, and some so people will tell you a controller is easier than a mouse. So, you know, you never know. Uh, but my preference would always be controller no matter what. Uh, I'm on... Honestly, not too good on the keys either enough to be able to say I'd be good at PC. It'd take me a while. But uh, console, always, baby. Console till I die. So, One of the cons that I said about the PCs becoming more prevalent and, and kind of overtaking the gaming industry was it's harder to have friends over and, and do like what we did when we were kids. 
like Madden parties, FIFA parties. Uh, you do tournaments and have your buddies over and you play until 4 a.m. and your mom comes down and gets on to you. And <laughs> you're like, Mom, oh, stop. Be cool. <laughs> I know the sun's rising. <laughs> uh, I, I would say that's a con for me is because I am a social person in general. So having the ability to be able to do that with my friends would be fun. I know it's you can make it easy in certain ways and rig it up, but a console is so easy. You just plug in. <laughs> just move, you're just there. And I get that for sure. Uh, there's just... Speaking of, I want to first off say whenever COVID was going on, bro. Yeah. There has never been a better time in my life. I will just say this, and some of the boys that are listening can attest to this. There has never been a better time. And I know I'm I'm not saying that COVID wasn't a bad time. I'm saying COVID brought video games back into relevant relevancy. Uh I think they were dying hardcore. Uh and the world shutting down and everyone staying home all the time really brought back just that atmosphere. And uh, thank goodness for Call of Duty releasing <laughs> <laughs> releasing probably one of my favorite games ever. And we'll get to this in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, Call of Duty Warzone, man, I have never had more fun in my entire life than hopping on with the boys at 10 o'clock at night. And just play until two, three in the morning. Oh, Sorry to all the moms that are listening, because my boys they know. Like, yeah, we were, you know, we're grinding, dude. We're we're packing up. We're getting our shit together, partying up, uh, dropping into that war zone, baby. And there's never been a better time. So it was so much fun because it was the battle royales that we had had were Fortnite, H one Z one, PUBG. So it was more like a PUBG. Uh, so it was it was needed in the gaming community was a, a Warzone type and it was free and it was easy for people to download and play. Um, yeah, shout out Warzone, such a Dude. such a great take. And shout Warzone's out. on both, and that was and that was a cool thing that Warzone did too was you could play with PC players, you could play with console players. Everyone was home, and so everyone wanted to play together. Um, it was that and Apex was like the big like. What you were competing with, and Apex didn't, didn't even come close. I think no, compared to when first Warzone came. Apex was a ton of fun, and Apex still is a ton of fun. Apex now is way better than Warzone, in my opinion. But when it when Warzone first came out, shoot, dude, there was nothing competing with that. Yeah, it was, was it was almost taking over Fortnite. Like yeah. it really was, in my opinion. Um, as we go into the future. My opinion would be that PC will just continue to take over. Uh, more and more people will want to have PCs. Uh, more more people will get PCs, and things will be released on PC. Uh, I don't think consoles will ever go away, and in, in no way. I, I think that's a, a staple. I don't know that you could. Yeah, get those they consoles. won't. I mean, shit, you can hardly find them nowadays anyway. And that's something to talk about as well. Is like. You can't go on Walmart and buy a PS5 right now. <laughs> like, and how long has that been going on for? Years. Years. There's been so many times that I've been like, man, I'd love to get a PS5. And then get some money, save up or whatever, and then you just never can find one. And I'm not overpaying $200 for a PS5. You're still, what, $600, $500? Bucks? I think 
well, or 500 retail. And then you like on Facebook, it's like 650. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ain't no shot. It's two years old. Get out of here, bro. Come out with something new. I'm I agree. But. but the PS5 has had some exclusive games like Ragnarok. And, True. Uh, just games that you want to play as a PC player. So there are like. They get you a little bit. The disadvantages. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. But you can also play, my point was going to be, you can do, you can, on your PC, you can still play with a controller. You can just hook it up. So this will be cringe to some people, but um, I play controller when playing uh, PGA 2 or 2K21. Okay. Call of Duty. I do still play controller on Call of Duty. Is it harder on PC for PGA? I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've not even really tried it. I feel like you got to be a genius. I tried it a couple of times, and my pea-sized brain couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was bad at it. Uh, PGA is hard anyway with a controller. Well, I'm competitive at games in general, like real competitive. And so if I'm not good at it, I'm like pissed. <laughs> So, um, so you're Pete console guy. Any chance you're going to come over to the dark side and join the PC revolution? You know me. We've been chatting about finding a PC at some yeah. point and getting me in. But uh, it'll happen. It'll uh-huh. happen eventually. And I, I do want to point out that my love is still... I, I love consoles. Love everything that represents consoles. Some of my greatest memories while gaming that will probably never be overtaken is on a console. Just will always be. Like oh, what's your favorite console, by the way? Um if we're gonna go on like nostalgia nostalgia. Let's go on this. Okay. How about this? How about you get to pick one console to keep for the rest of your life and you only get one? Which console are you picking? This Knowing the games that I can play now. This is tough, yeah. Are we going to say the same thing? I know what you should say, but I don't know if you will. It's going to be Xbox 360. Whoa, I was not thinking that. Xbox 360, bro? Yeah, I'm going to go 360. Wow, I did not think. Why? Why? Give me give me your reason. I'm going to Xbox 360 because one of the memories, two... <laughs> the games that I find fun now, like Call of Duty, would be on there. They'd obviously be older games, but I could live with that. Um, and then I've I've had a real like itch and craving to play um, the older NCAA football and NCAA basketball games, and those were on the 360. Okay, I feel you there. And those are like my jam. So that's probably why I would go 360. Okay. What do you think I'll say? Um, I'm going to put you on the... I know your love for Madden. Very much so. So I'm going to say... Shout out Madden, even though it's... We'll talk about it later. I'm going to say Xbox One. Ooh. You're wrong. Okay. Do you have a second choice? PS2? Correct. Okay. Yep. That is the one. Uh, again, just the games, yeah. all the memories. 
Madden, all the just any type of games, Kingdom Hearts, like... Because I don't think, like, the Metal Gears came out on Xbox, so you get, like, the Metal Gear games. Oh, the Metal Gear games in PlayStation, dude, were insane. Twisted Metal, do you remember that game? Yeah. Holy shit, that game was so fun. Uh, Man, so many just... Spyro, do you remember Spyro? I played some hours on Spyro, let me tell you. It's so cool that you can play it nowadays, like on the Switch. Yes, and stuff dude, like that. it's so cool, and it like they remade the game. And yeah, it's wild. Very so awesome. Very uh, takes you back. It really does. Um, takes you back sitting in your boys' rooms, up, growing up, playing, just <laughs> playing all the games, <laughs> be beating your ass and mad. Oh, dude. <laughs> so I'm not even ashamed to to admit this. Um, this is a funny Madden uh, story for, from my perspective. A couple of funny Madden stories, actually. First one would be every year, uh, Cody and I's family would get together, and it was like uh, my grandma. What's Clovia's relation? What, she, she, aunt? She's my aunt, okay, my great so, aunt. Yeah, my grandma, uh, her side of the family got together at Cody's parents' house every Christmas. And we would do like a gift exchange. Um, the kids would like, I'd get Cody's name pretty much, and we'd just exchange like Hollister gift cards. <laughs> um, but it would be like two and a half, three hours of just eating and just bullshitting with uh-huh. the adults. So the kids would, all the girls, all the girl kids would go to Brittany's room, and all the boy kids would go to Cody's room. And we would play Madden uh, in his room. So there'd be like three boys sitting on the bed, two on the ground, and like gaming chairs actually playing. And Cody, every single time, would wax my ass by, like, 30. Just stomp it. And then I would play anyone else besides one other person, which I'll mention in in this next one. I could play anyone else and would just destroy. Like, no one, literally, I don't know that anyone besides you and this other person can beat me at bat. There's levels to this shit, man. So Cody and I... I got cocky at Cody's house one night recently, like a month ago. And I'm like, Cody, that was old Caleb, dude. I would stomp your ass nowadays. Like, I've gotten so much better. And Cody's like, I'll hook it up right now. And I was like, do it, bitch. (laughs) Wasn't thinking. Wasn't thinking your boy still got it. But he'd actually even want to play. Like, I didn't, yeah. So... So he starts it up, we pick our teams, and he waxes that ass by like 30. So Cody still got it in Madden. And my brother, dude, literally. And your bro's not be No, my brother is awful. Oh. I want everyone But he can beat to, you. Oh. Okay. On some dumb shit, dude. Okay. He there was one time specifically we were at his house on Grant. And we were playing Madden, and he was beating me. And we go into halftime, and after halftime, he onside kicked it and recovered the onside kick. He No shot. I unplugged the PS4 <laughs> in the in middle of the game, packed my shit, and left his house. That's amazing. Just said, nah, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it was like I was staying the weekend, and so I we'd hung out Friday night. Saturday is when we're like actually chilling. It's Saturday at like two, and he's kicking my ass in Madden, and I just fucking get my shit and dip. I'm like, nope, I'm out, man. I I'm not about this life. <laughs> I said I am not even witnessing this. Not going through with this. Yeah, I was not having it. 
there's been some crazy mad games I've been a part of in my life, bro. Like, who would you say is your like? Obviously, I think if I played a few times and like got back in the flow of it, I could probably at least make you sit up in your chair a little bit. Uh-huh. But like, who in your lifetime has been like a person that you're like, dude, he puts up a fight every single time I play him? Uh, usually Brock. Okay. Brock's kind of been always my arch nemesis in Madden. I'll have to say, shout out Brock, my boy, Brock Wolf. Uh, he's, his style of play in Madden has always kind of, you know, contrasted mine a little bit. You know, I'm the guy that's going to try to score 30, 40 points every game. And you get, you're like a, an interception hawk. That's and like, I like to ball hawk. That's yeah. the thing like about playing you that like, I think if I can get a ground game going, I can be successful but I can never, like, I think I abandon it too quickly. Yes. Because you score so quickly. Like, you can't establish, and maybe we need to play, like, 15-minute game or, like, 10-minute <laughs> like quarters to where it feels like you got to, like, actually, like. I don't know how bad that would get, bud. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. You're right. More time for me. You might be seeing the triple-digit scores. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Especially with, like. The team's on Madden now. I mean, man, if I got a hold of Philly, could you imagine? A 2023 Broncos versus Philly. You want to you wanna just set it up after the pod and we just run it? <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have Madden. So we're downloading Madden tonight. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got to work at some point this week. Some point this week. You're right. I got I got Friday. I can, But then Friday is Friday. You don't want to work on Friday. I just got to bust it out on Thursday. We got a we got a date night on Friday. You're right. Yeah. Shout out uh shout out Cody. We're gonna do a uh, I think we're gonna do a boys night on boys Friday night. night. Yes, sir. Uh, do some gaming, order some like wings and pizza, mm, can't uh, do the whole damn thing and, and get some boys over for some like Mario Party, maybe Madden. If any of uh, the boys are listening right now, uh an invite will be coming your way very shortly. Let us know. If you wanna, <laughs> if you don't got any plans Friday, we're trying to bro out. Yeah. Get down and bro out. Um, if so, we did our our favorite console or like console right now type of thing. Uh, what would you say is your favorite game right now? Favorite game right now? Yeah. So I'm not huge into the gaming world anymore, as you know. So if I had to just pick one game to play, I know for sure I would play. And I know if I would get back into it and start, I would be putting too many hours into this game. <laughs> would be the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World game, for sure. It, uh, The amount of time it's taken for them to make this game, but just the overall... Just the aspect of this game is just genius, man. Just crazy cool from what I've seen. And you and I have watched you play around on it a little bit, but... From what other people have said, too, and just the overall national kind of rating for the game so far, I think it's been great. So, definitely the Harry Potter Harry Potter game right now. Okay. Um, so, I went back and forth on this because right now, in this moment, I've been vibing on some COD. The, the Modern Warfare 2. You're in it right um, now. I have been playing, like, anytime Cody's came over. I'm like mid game, open the door, run back to the computer, headset back on gaming. And I'm like, Hey, you're just gonna have to hang out for like 
30 minutes because I'm locked. <laughs> but it it ultimately shifts to Rust. Rust has been my... Uh, Rust could have ended my relationship had I had not stopped playing and realized I had a, a problem and was just addicted. <laughs> tell us, tell us if for the listeners I don't know what Rust is. What what is Rust? Because I bet a lot of people don't know. Yeah, so Rust is a survival. Um, I, I forget. I don't know the terminology too well of like MMOs or MMOBs or whatever they are. So it's like massive, two hundred and fifty to seven hundred pop servers uh you spawn naked on a beach your with character. a rock yeah, yeah your character with a rock and a torch and it's about survival it's about you want to find shelter food um fend off against bears pigs things like that other players other players there's also uh, monuments, which are like a power plant. And it's set in like a post-apocalyptic world. So um, all these things are like worn down and have vines on them and uh, is overgrown and hasn't been touched. But there's definitely the scientists that still monitor these uh, monuments. And they have guns and shoot at you. But each monument has like a different difficulty tier. So, like, one's a red difficulty, a blue, and a green. So, green is no scientist. Blue, there potentially could be some minor scientist. And then red is you're going to face heavy resistance. Okay, okay. Um, and it's, like I said, you're just building a, a base. Uh, you get pretty much creative freedom, like a little Minecraft-type uh, freedom. Uh you hit trees, you get tools, and you like make you get trees and stone, and then make a hatchet, and it's kind of like that, kind of like an Age of Empires type. Okay. Build up, and then you progress all the way up to like rockets, and it gets real creative. Yeah, you can yes. fly around helicopters and yes, stuff like that. So it, it's a game that you can really be creative on uh, if you like, and they do modded servers. So if you're more of a a builder type and you don't want to you want to role play more build cool bases and like have friendly talks and whatever you can find like modded servers that would do that if you want to go hard and fight people all the time and raid and do that that's their servers for that and i would say that's a huge aspect of the game is raiding okay i mean at the end of the day once you build up so much you want to start raiding everybody else, taking all of their stuff. So then you take your rockets and <laughs> your C4 and your explosives and you go over and you blow people's bases up and take all their loot, take it back to your base. <laughs> and then flaunt that you have it in chat. <laughs> tell tell the listeners how many hours you have spent on this game. So uh, again, hopefully Macy has stopped listening to this. Um, currently, just so I have an accurate, um, number for you, I'm pulling up my Steam now. In the game of Rust, I have 1,172 hours, and that is since April of 2022. So, we're coming up on a year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was like a thousand by probably 
December, I would say. So I put a thousand in less than a year, like in less than 10 months. Uh, but I've, I've kind of obviously had to tone it down. I'm getting married. I can't be a savage like that. So, uh, <laughs> I don't play as much as I used to. Uh, definitely shout out Mace for kind of talking me off the ledge. I got, I got into it for a while. I mean, it's such a fun game and it just, it really does open up the creative mind. So I enjoyed it for that. Um, no, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. I love it. That's so cool. It's it. I've seen you play a little bit. Yeah, and it's definitely got some creative aspects to it. That's super cool. Yeah, so. I don't play it as much, but I do still watch YouTube videos on it. Some of the YouTube videos that people can put out on Rust. Seriously, anyone that wants to learn about the game, look up YouTube videos about Rust. Some of the stories that people can tell using the animations that Rust allows you to do are some really cool, neat, interesting stories. And shout out to the YouTubers that actually can produce them and make them and edit them and, and put them out because they're absolutely incredible. Uh, people like uh, Frost, Stevie, Blueprint, and then you got funny Joker dudes like I've showed you Spoon Kid is, is oh, my yeah. all-time favorite Rust content creator. Absolute goober. It's uh, wild, man. Yeah, he's hilarious. But yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's It could be a really toxic community and it definitely has its moments, but I've enjoyed it for the Free time. time that I've been playing. Time well spent. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, I want to wrap up the episode with a quick reminder that episode three is going to feature the lovely Christopher Berry. Uh, very excited to have him on. Uh, can't wait to pick his brain about sports, balls, bangers, <laughs> uh, the 3v3 tournament, kind of how he got involved with that. And just anything Chris, uh, very excited to have a guest on and, and kind of have that banter back and forth. And like Cody kind of alluded to, we got some surprises coming in uh, next week that I think are going to make the podcast start to stand out from other podcasts that maybe are being put out there. So very local, excited local for that. podcast for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah. going to. We, we're serious about this and we want this to be the, the best product we can put out. So we want to we want to do good by y'all. So uh, we're we're excited ready to uh, make this something that's Expand. crazy, crazy. Yeah. Hopefully it gets something Next, next thing you know, we're going to be uh, sitting in a booth and people are going to be watching us do this. For <laughs> How crazy would that be? Editing it so. and stuff. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Uh, I want to thank everyone that is listening, uh, that has listened, that has supported us. Uh, we said at the beginning, at the top of the show, that we couldn't be here without that. And it holds true to this moment again. I uh, can't be here without that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks for Cody for coming over at such short notice. And after pickleball and being all sweaty, you didn't smell, buddy. Mm, thank you, no, baby. No stinks. Love that. Uh, Got to get that pickleball time in, you know. Was a, was a good time? It was, uh, it was a great time. We, uh, we had a great time. We had six of us there. Nice. Uh, funny story real quick before we get out of here, man, I got to shout out my boy. <laughs> I got to shout out my boy, Rudy. He, uh, we're playing tonight and this dude, I don't even know what he's doing, but he like somehow went for a ball and you've played at classic rock. You know how the wall is kind of close to yep, the court. Absolutely. It's hard to, absolutely. you got to call wall sometimes because it's impossible to hit the ball. 
But uh, shout out Classic Yard, though. Love me some Classic Yard. Uh, such a cool spot if you've never been there. Uh, definitely go check it out. Their coffee's amazing. Um, and obviously they have this whole new... Uh, deal in the back of their um in the back of their place called classic yard and there's games and all kinds of fun stuff pickleball obviously golf simulator it's super cool um but yeah uh so rudy (laughs) we're sitting there playing and he goes for a ball up against the wall you know and somehow gets his feet tangled up and it was just like you know one of those slow motion like misses faces into the wall misses the ball turns himself around and smacks his head up against the wall and it was just oh my god man just shout out i wish someone would have got that recorded that would have been hilarious we all died laughing it was that good i wish i could have been there I was hanging out with Denise and nephew, which was a blast. Shout out Porter. Can't, can't go wrong with that. Shout time. out Porter and Sutton. Yes. Uh, can't wait for them to one day hear this. Um, again, thank you for coming over. So pumped, bro. Thanks you for anyone listening. Thank you for family, friends, support, anyone that finds it. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful evening, a wonderful rest of your week, and peace out, y'all. Drizzy. Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode I'ma have to make a pain of six on a pinky toe Heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know I would have you courtside, not to 